and where I go. What it is. What it do. What? <laughs> what up? It is what it is. Okay. It be what it, it be. What it, it be what it be. And here we are, another two weeks without anything. We're um, the worst. We know. It is what it is. You may <laughs> hear us. You may not hear us. It's just life. Mm-hmm. We're super busy right now, along with everyone else in the world. But uh, that's our excuse, and we're sticking to it. Absolutely. We're going to try our best not to miss another week. Fingers yeah. crossed. Actually, I think we figured it out, so I don't think we will be missing. We have a... Oh, okay. High truck. <laughs> I don't think they saw our, our big recording sign. <laughs> <laughs> On air. <laughs> On air. <laughs> Silence your motors. Keep it down. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, okay, so we're covering the... Nerd all of murders. We didn't even say welcome to driving and barely thriving. Um, we suck. We didn't well, even say our names. This is just a, a day a in the life of us, I guess. Okay. Welcome to driving and barely thriving. <gasps> With Megan. Oh my god, he almost hit me. Girl, don't do that. Oh no, he came real close. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought he was girl, I thought he was at my window. I did too. Oh I thought I had a man. Standing at my no, window. No, he almost rammed your door. I'm so sorry. Anyways, my introduction was amazing. <laughs> um, we almost got into a wreck sitting still, so top that. I, I have. Well, it's, it's also you. And I wasn't even in the car. I was in school. Again. And the lady hit me. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. JK. This is Katie. Megan. And Brittany. I just sound like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like your daughter. <laughs> okay. 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 So before we get into the murders, the Murdoch murders. Actually, how do y'all pronounce that? Murdoch. Yeah. A lot of them are saying murder murders. <laughs> what? Murder murders. I've heard, people I've heard Murdoch. Exactly. Where's the C? I've heard a lot of different. Just like the the ex and Alex, here we go. Alex. Yeah, that's what he says. It's Alex. Makes zero sense. He's Alex. It's the Murdaugh. He really Murdaugh murders. Okay. Say that three times fast. Murdaugh murders. Murdaugh murders. Murdaugh murders. <gasps> Moaning Myrtle. Wait, was that her name in Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. I'm just, okay. I asked ask GI Joe. He knows. Oh my God. We thought we would bring some true crime back to you. True crime. But I think Megan has something to soften the blow before we. Song song. (laughs) With slides. I just got to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) Mismatched socks. Squirrel. Squirrel. Anyways. Yes, Megan has a question. Megan, what you got? It's not really a question. It was just more of a. Okay, hold on. Do you feel. Is that going to cut you off? No, it should not. Where did I put it? Okay, okay, okay. I'll just... Where did... Where do... Let me start this over. Flag. Flag. Who do, who do, do, do. How do you feel? How do you feel in your relationship when it comes to, like, doing things in, in the relationship? Do you feel that you conquer and divide? Or do you feel a lot of times that you're doing it on your own? What? what? <laughs> that question. Oh. Oh, is this not an issue in your life? 
No, I'm can just. You I'm really, can you clarify the question? Yeah. Okay. So Are maybe like, it's a statement. I said it's more. Do we tackle things together, or do we? Yeah. Do it, or do we tackle our own individual things and then come together? So what no. you're asking? Kinda. Yes. Like conquer and divide. Divide like, and conquer. Like you. Yes. It is not conquer and divide. It's divide and conquer. You're probably right, <laughs> but I like it my way. Okay. Yeah, so, you might be right. <laughs> Now that I'm saying she's it to right. myself. <laughs> so, sorry, but she's right. You don't so. have to say sorry to me. <laughs> so, do we... Okay. Okay. So, when a problem comes up, or, do we face it together, or do we face it separately and then discuss what we... Is that what you're saying? Yes and no. Or, like, do you feel that... Y'all discuss conquering it together, but yet you always feel as though you're... Con- or you're Facing everything alone or half, like, 80% of it is you. So, me me and G.I. Joe had this conversation yesterday, actually. No, you didn't. Swear. We we went and saw Creed 3. Yeah. And there's a scene in there where, basically, Adonis kind of goes off and, like, starts, like, kind of... Spoiler alert. Sorry, yeah. Um, starts sheltering himself off, and Bianca is like, "You need to, like, you need to talk so like we can figure this out." Cause like it's not just you anymore. Like we have our kid, and it's it's us. Like it's always been us. So why are you shutting me out now to like to help you fix a problem? Me and Jake have to. Like, it, it's it's weird. He like he believes that. If it's his, he needs to conquer it. It's not my burden to bear. Mm-hmm. But but if it's something that's bothering me, he feels as though it's his right to bear my burden. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I tried to explain that. I tried to explain it to him. Because I, I sided with Bianca in the entire thing. And I was like, listen. I was like, at this point in time, it's not just you anymore. Like, you're not having to, like, if you want to go out and you want to face those battles alone, then fine. But just know you don't have to. Yeah. To, you don't have to go out and, and choose to fight those battles alone because I'm right there with you. So if you choose to go out and fight those alone, I'll still be in your corner and I'll still be there if you need help. But at the end of the day, you're choosing to do it alone. Not necessarily I'm forcing you to do it. Or, like, I'm not there to help you know what I'm saying yeah and so I was like well if I can't bear your burden then I'm not then you're not going to bear mine he said no 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 no. that's not how it works I said that's that's absolutely how it works because it's not fair for you to bear my burdens if I can't help you with yours yeah I said because that's a put that puts a lot more on you than than what needs to be yeah so I don't know that got into a long spiel no I didn't um, it's all right. For the most part, I think we face everything together. It's just, I mean, we're both stubborn, obviously. And um, we both have our little mental issues going on. So, like, if we're overwhelmed, we'll shut down. And it takes the other to be like, yo, what's up? Mm-hmm. To let it all out. Yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, I, I think we're pretty good at talking everything out together and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like today, 
Like, uh, like I told y'all, um, I've been slacking on my medicine. And, like, I can... Okay. Unfortunately, I can tell a difference when I, st- when I don't take it after, been, after taking it for so long. Hmm. Because I, things trigger me a lot easier than they were, or they had been, and today was just one of those days, and he gets home, and he's like, what's wrong, and I'm like, what do you mean, he said, what else is going on besides, like, because the situation happened at clinical today, and I'll tell y'all after, but, um, and so at lunch, like, I was venting to him about it because it was it just really pissed, it pissed me off to no extent. And it's one of those things where it shouldn't have. Yeah. But because I didn't have my, you know, my medicine to, like, you know, soothe the neurons, um, it made me mad. And it triggered me in a way it shouldn't have. And so, but I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at him. And he's like, what else is going on? He said, what are you not telling me? I said, what do you mean? I was getting kind of frustrated because I was like, stop asking me what's wrong. Yeah. Like, I've already told you. He's like, there's something else. Like, I can see it. He said, so what What outside of that is not, what, like, what, what outside of that has happened? And I was like, well, I haven't been taking my medicine. He said, oh, interesting. He said, so where is it? I said, I don't know. He said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I don't know. I said, I took it out so I could have it so I could take it on time. And I don't know where I put it. Tell me why this man went, grabbed my key. It was, there, it was in my car the entire time. Okay. Literally took my keys, went to my car, and found my medicine. And basically handed me the bottle, or the what's left of the medicine. Yeah. And was like, here you go. He said, you might want to start taking that again. I was like, who are you <laughs> to tell me? Someone to look out for you. I know. But it was just frustrating. But I get it. Yeah. I don't know what got me on that. Did you ask another what question? What she said. No. That's right. About her. And, yeah. Again. What's your answer? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to know how y'all felt about that. I wasn't going to answer. <coughs> yeah, no. That's not how <laughs> this works. So, um. <laughs> it we, was, it literally just came across my mind. We just spilled our guts. Oh, I have nothing to spill. I mean, uh. For the most part of our relationship, it's been 50-50, but I would say over the last couple of years, it's been more of conquering things alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, currently, it's it's not that case for the most part, but I, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit that it's been him doing more of something and me doing more of something, and I uh, handle my crap on my own, mm-hmm. and don't I don't really let anyone in Uh, yeah but like when it comes to things with kids we have both I I would say I mean he's not here to defend himself but I would say we've both felt like the other one was doing more whenever it was really it may not have been that way but you get frustrated at times Mm -hmm. I I think what made me really think about it was just frustration (laughs) um but it was nothing like, nothing happened. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was another podcast I was listening to a couple of days ago that was talking about relationships. And it's just been heavy on my mind ever since. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about the conquering it. 
I mean, I... And how we don't give <clears throat> it up like yeah. we should, like we did. Mm-hmm. It's something we have both failed. Um, we failed each other, and we failed our relationship when it comes to that. Yeah. So, it I is mean, what it is. I think... I think there's... there's There may come a time where, like, you... Like, Brittany or me or you, like, in terms of the relationship, like, we have to we have to face something alone in order to move past it and become better. Does that make sense? It, like, that person, like, your, like, significant other, like, Gunner, Mikey, Jake, they can be there and support, but there's a time where them, like, they, there's nothing for them to do. To help solve the situation. Like, it's all within. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know when it comes to that But then stuff. I feel like I just contradicted myself earlier. But I feel like it's just a different... It depends on what the situation is. The thing is, is we're split. We think if it has to do with us. And, Brittany, you can chime in. I don't know if this is how you feel. But um, when it comes to stuff with us mentally or things in our personal life, we think, we, you know, it's okay if we handle it alone. Yeah. Or it's okay if we handle it with support. Because we feel but, like... Uh-huh. A lot of times we feel like we're a burden if we put that on somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in all honesty, we're all doing it wrong. In my opinion, this is whatever. Mm-hmm. Take it with a grain of salt. But I think we're all doing it wrong and we're all screwing up because everything should be 100%, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. shouldn't just be like with my situation. shouldn't just be you come together when it involves the kids mm-hmm. yeah, or the finances or the... What else comes along with being married? I don't, I don't know. Or like a long-lasting relationship. Yeah. Um, I've always heard that like something I never agreed with. That marriage is 50-50. No, it's 100-100. It's, it's 100-100. Yes. I don't understand where people get this 50-50. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I've never agreed with that. It's, a, it's 100%, 100% on both sides. Yes. Because if one person's not, to me, if you're 50-50, then both parties aren't in it all the way Mm -hmm. yeah and so there's a disconnect somewhere yeah agreed i mean like and there's gonna be days where it may be like you know 90 100 i was just fixing to say like sometimes it's okay to be 80 or 70 or 80 yeah it's okay for it's okay to have a bad day yeah and you can have a bad day and Mm -hmm. i'll carry the rest of the burdens or vice versa absolutely but i'm just gonna throw a little thing Five days out of seven, it needs to be a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like this. Like, it, I'm not saying it can be, you know, months on months yeah. on end. I mean, but some situations, it say a miscarriage or yeah, a loss of a child, like uh, having a child for Extenuating fourteen years and then lost it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, That's you can grieve as long as you need to grieve, and I'll yeah. pick up. If I was the man, I'm sitting here acting like I'm the man. <laughs> I'll pick up all the pieces and I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I told you that. <laughs> was... Well, I mean, I figured we start off with something that's not as, you know, Murder. gruesome. Murder. <laughs> oh my gosh. If only they. If They're only, gonna cancel us. If only you were recording earlier. When I had the perfect voice for murder. Murder. Oh, gosh. Murder. 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 Like, I don't even know how it came out. Like, I'm trying to mimic it, and I can't. Oh, gosh. With all due respect, we we are not making fun of all the tragic murders. No, absolutely not. Oh, The more I talk, though, 
the the worse I sound. <laughs> I can hear it. Can y'all? No. Oh, my nose is getting so stuffed <laughs> up right now. I don't see how y'all can't hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't well. think I have some nose spray. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't want that. Y'all oh, ready? Oh, my goodness. I just want to be sick. Okay. <gasps> yes. <laughs> okay. Ready? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Let's take a deep dive into the murder. Murder. So Ooh. I'm basically just gonna read the, the whole timeline of facts. Lord, y'all no. chime in whenever you want. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we all know the same stuff, but mm-hmm. they might not. So I'm gonna yeah. inform our listeners. If they don't, they've been under a rock for the last. Well, listen. I remember hearing about the boating part of it. Yeah, when it, but, right when it happened. Right when it happened, yeah, but so. I I lost, I like, I lost all sort of, like, contact with this until you, until Brittany brought it up again. And I'm like. What was funny was. What? She sent me a picture and I was like, wait a second, that look, that looks familiar. We were watching it at the same time. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, I didn't know until Brittany was like, hey, I need you to. I need you to watch this so when I talk about it on the podcast, you're not like a deer in headlines. I, said, I love that we got okay. everyone involved yes. that's in our life, not everyone. Yeah, G.I. Joe is not happy. He said, why are you making me watch this? Tell <laughs> I was like, him, because it's tell him a- to stop living under a rock. Tell him to join <laughs> the family. Okay. <laughs> I, For safety purposes, I'm going to let y'all know where I got all my information. Um, I got all this from an article named Everything to Know About the Murdoch Family Murders, including Alex's conviction by the people staff. Alec. Do you want to hold this? Mm-hmm. It's just not that easy for me. I know. That's an that's a extended amount of time. And <laughs> here we go. Story time. On June 7th, 2021, agents with the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division responded to a 911 call stating that two people were dead at a residence in Islandton, South Carolina. Margaret Maggie Myrdal, 52, and her son, Paul Myrdal, 22, were found dead on their property. Never mind. Continue. Already? You're already chiming in? No. Continue. <laughs> There's a lot of this to go through. <laughs> Continue. Um, the two were survived by Maggie's husband, Alex Murdoch, and son Richard, a.k.a. Buster, both members of the Murdoch family who have been practicing law in South Carolina since 1910. Three generations of the family have also served as solicitors of the 14th Judicial Circuit for more than 86 years. I probably just said that wrong. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Paul was awaiting trial in a, in connection to a 2019 boat crash that left a 19-year-old woman dead. In April that year, Paul, then 20, was arrested and later indicted on charges of one count of boating under the influence. Called <laughs> indicted. That's it. Oh, what did I say? Indicted. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. You both looked at each other and were like, I think she's indicted. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Of one count of voting under the influence causing death and two counts of causing significant bodily injury. After attending an oyster roast on Paris Island that February, Paul, who had allegedly been drinking, got behind the wheel of a boat with five passengers that crashed into a bridge piling at about 2 a.m. Mallory Beach, 19, was thrown from the boat. Her body was found a week later. In May 2019, Paul pleaded not guilty. He was released on a $50,000 bond. No trial date had been set. 
Days after the murders, Alex's brothers appeared on Good Morning America, insinuating that Paul was threatened online before his murder and insisting Alex didn't have anything to do with the deaths of his wife and son. I mean, I did not know anything about that. The bond? I missed that part. No. Good Morning America? Yeah, oh. I don't remember hearing that yeah. either. Do you know any more details about that? No. That's literally all it said. You... I think there's actually now, later granted, on in it. Granted, he didn't, he didn't mean to kill her. And I'm not defending him, so back off. But why, why do you get to be on Good Morning America after that? No, 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 no. This is after Paul and Maggie's Okay. Murder. Okay. Oh, I thought you said Never Paul mind. was on Good Morning yeah. America. And I was no, like, no, 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 why? no. Alex's Same. brothers were on Good Morning America after Paul and Maggie's murders. Oh, gotcha. I, I, that is in the that's in the series. I don't recall that. Yeah, because the brothers get like really, really upset and like actually start like tearing up and like it's. I don't know. Part of me is like, well, mm-hmm. you know what? They might not be as corrupt as he was, and they might not have known Maybe, everything. Could you imagine the turmoil, like, or the re- repercussions of just having the murder on name now? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I would change it. I would. That'd be the first thing I'd do. Sorry. Continue. You're fine. <coughs> you gotta ask a root. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. On June tenth, two thousand twenty-one. Too much mild. You suck at holding the phone, Katie. I Sorry. Took she it. took it back. I took it. Uh, on June 10th, 2021, three days after Maggie and Paul's deaths, tragedy struck the family again when the family patriarch, well-known local prosecutor, Randolph Murdoch III, 81, died. Did y'all know that? Yes. No. Okay. I didn't. Until Did I did not know that. That was not in the it series. Was. It was. Was it? Yeah. And Your girl didn't do any extra research over here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I like kind of dozed off for a second and completely missed that part. <laughs> okay. On September 4th, 2021, news broke that Alex had been shot in Hampton County, South Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> Alex's attorney, Jim Griffin, confirmed... I can't see. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need you to hold that closer to me. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I got to so see the confused. light. I was like, I what? I was like, I can't I'm not hold holding it. anything. Right. Alex's attorney, Jim Griffin, confirmed to people he was shot in... I put dead. That's supposed to say head. <laughs> <laughs> he was shot in the head while he was changing a tire. He is conscious... He was shot dead while changing a tire. <laughs> he is conscious and talking, which is a very good sign. Griffin told people that Alex suffered an entry and exit wound... Wow, I could not type when I took this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a skull fracture and minor brain bleeding in two places. At the time, he also said that the gunshot was not self-inflicted. South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, a.k.a. SLED, I'm going to say SLED a lot. Spokesperson Tommy Crosby added to people, agents are actively investigating the incident, and local authorities classified it as an attempted murder. Alex released a statement two days later saying he was leaving his job at Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Elstroth, and Dietrich. I probably butchered that too. Good I'm job. sorry. <laughs> and that he would be entering treatment once he left the hospital. Treatment for what? The gunshot. Like rehabilitation? Rehab for his o- opioids. The gun- oh. I said the gunshot. Um, by the way, I'm going to refer to that Peters, Murdoch, Pat, Park. Yeah, 
yeah, all that Pumped as P M P E D for the rest of the podcast. Peter Popper picked up. <laughs> Just kidding. Alex said in the statement, "The murders of my wife and son have caused an incredibly difficult time in my life. I have made a lot of decisions that I truly regret. I'm resigning from my law I bet firm." You do. Seriously. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm resigning from my law firm and entering rehab after a long battle that has been, eg- how do you say that? Exacerbated. I bet you do because being fired sounds worse than I'm taking leave for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm immensely sorry to everyone I've hurt, including my family, friends, and colleagues. I ask for prayers as I rehabilitate myself and my relationships. Hopefully with Jesus. <laughs> that man needs it. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Do you know, like, hearing you read that, are you infuriating? <laughs> are you annoying? The only thought going through my head was, what a liar. Mm. Sorry for all the people I have hurt. You you physically your wife and child. Now now let's listen you to know, the whole thing. No, I I want to say something to that. I don't think he did it. Oh, I just got stared at so hardly. Uh, Do I don't think he did it. I think the pills did it. Oh, okay, you the and Mikey. Pills. Her and Mikey are on the same page. What do you mean? He was high on opioids. He don't know what the crap he was doing. He truly was. But that's not what I think happened. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, okay I, I need y'all to continue. because On September 7th, 2021, the case took another turn when people reported that members of Alex's law firm had confronted him about missing money on September 3rd before notifying law enforcement and the South Carolina Bar Association. Millions. A source told the outlet that more than $1 million was missing, and after being confronted, Alex told his lawyer that he would resign. Oh, because that does, doesn't have I'm guilty written all over it. Get this. Oh, God. Alex was shot the next day, and members of his law firm went to the scene to report details of the missing money to authorities. Wait, say that again? <laughs> he was shot. Yeah. The day after they confronted him about the missing money okay what are you trying to put together sounds like he was trying to commit suicide absolutely Mm, didn't someone else she hired somebody yeah i know but just wait till i get later on that is really really bad that guy speaks in this what is the person who hires a hitman called besides a murderer an idiot (laughs) (laughs) off their rocker (laughs) <laughs> those damn opioids PMPED released a statement that said this is disappointing news for all of us rest assured that our firm will deal with this in a straightforward manner there's no place in our firm for such behavior I'm sorry a statement released by Jim Griffin said Alex resigned from the firm after being accused of diverting lawyer fees these allegations prompted him to confront his dependency and he voluntarily checked into an inpatient substance abuse rehab facility after being discharged from the hospital Monday Alex's law license was temporarily suspended by the South Carolina Supreme po- Supreme Court on September 8th Investigation was opened into allegations that Alex stole funds from his law firm by South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division on September 13th. 
Anything y'all want to say? You want me to continue? Okay. There was a break in Alex's shooting case on September 15th, 2021. Authorities alleged he attempted to arrange his shooting death for his surviving son to receive $10 million in life insurance. The man Alex allegedly hired to kill him, Curtis Edward Smith, was arrested by the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division on September 15th and charged with assisted suicide, assault, and battery of a highly aggravated nature, pointing and and presenting a firearm, insurance fraud, and conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. On September 13th, Alex admitted to a scheme that he conspired Smith to shoot him. He provided Smith with a firearm and directed him to shoot him in the head. Smith admitted to his role the following day. I'm going to butcher this name, so please forgive me. Dick Carpootlian, Alex's lawyer, confirmed the news on today, on September 15th, stating Alex's addiction to opioids and his depression following the murders of his wife and son drove him to concoct the scheme. Alex wanted Buster to claim life insurance, not realizing the suicide exclusion had expired. Alex's lawyers released a statement on September 15th that reads, On September 4th, it became clear... Alex believed that ending his life was his his only option. Today he knows that's not true. For the last 20 years, there have been many people feeding his addiction to opioids. During this time, these individuals took... During that time, sorry. These individuals took advantage of his addiction and his ability to pay substantial funds for illegal drugs. One of these individuals took advantage of his mental illness and agreed to take Alex's life by shooting him in the head. Just keep going. <laughs> the, all this drug talk was literally only brought up because they were going to use that as a defense to get him at least put in a mental institution and not mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. So, I think yours and Mikey's theory is completely off. I don't. I think he did it with his cold, unloving heart. I think. He so, you it. do think he did it? No, he I, didn't do it. I think he hired hired someone to do it, and then he showed up. And was like, oh, my God. I got you. Um, Because he's really good at hiring people to shoot. But he never cried. And I don't go off that, because there's so many situations where people don't act as though you feel they should. I've I've seen a mother lose their child and not cry, not shed one tear. Hmm. Everyone processes something different. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Even the devil processes things different. He didn't cry. Facts. He also wasn't sad about it because he figured with them two gone, every issue he had besides that mon- money, whatever, theft, was gone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not weighing in, so you can just continue reading. I will weigh in. Later. Yes. Alex's attorneys learned of a warrant for his arrest on September 15th and said that Alex planned to surrender to authorities the next day. As promised, Alex arrived at the Hampton Hampton County Law Enforcement Center on September 16th and turned himself in. Soon after Alex turned himself in, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division announced that Alex had been arrested in a news release stating... In connection to a shooting incident on September 4th in which he conspired with Curtis Edward Smith to assist him in committing suicide for the explicit purpose of allowing a beneficiary to collect life insurance. 
Alex was charged with insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and filing a false police report. He was a born criminal. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> yep, no, go. go ahead. No. Yep. Just continue. Go. No, you're you telling continue. me. <laughs> you're telling me that after every... Well, because I don't know if you talk about it later, but all of the stuff that he covered up for his sons... Yeah. You're sitting there telling me that that's all... That's it. He was trying to commit insurance fraud. Are you... Are they... It's better. Are they out of their ever-loving mind? He ends up with a lot of charges. Good! <laughs> Death penalty! He deserves it! No, he's not going to no. Capital punishment! Let's roll! <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely not! I- <clears throat> <laughs> okay, I'm going to continue now. <laughs> also on September 15th, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division announced that it was opening an investigation into the 2018 death of the Murdoch's housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, who mm-hmm. died after what was pur- purported at the time to be a trip and fall accident at the family's home in Hampton, South Carolina, which they have since sold. Well, no shit. Public safety. Never mind. Who would want to live in that house? Like, let's be real. To be real. It didn't happen in the house. None of them happened. Okay, in the but house. you still got to think, though, like. Who would want to live in the Murdoch? Because it's never going to be. It's always going to be the Murdoch house. It's probably going to take Always. Down. Like, so who would want to live in that? Why do you keep saying How about you? <laughs> Not me. I ain't that stupid. You're the crime junkie here. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Continue. Sled officials stated that a coroner had found inconsistencies surrounding Satterfield's death. The discrepancies were not reported to the coroner in 2018, and no autopsy was performed. I wonder why. Details of Satterfield's purported fall have not been disclosed, save for a 911 call released two months later. That's all it said about that. I'm sorry. Again, no wonder there was no autopsy. She was murdered. On September 15th, Satterfield's sons filed a civil lawsuit against Alex and others, claiming they never received an insurance payout concerning their mother's death. In the lawsuit, son Michael Tony Satterfield and Brian Harriet alleged that Alex approached them after their mother died. They claimed that Alex told, told them to sue him. According to the lawsuit, Alex personally introduced the sons to attorney Corey Fleming and recommended that he should represent them in the case. Alex did not disclose at the time that Fleming had been his college roommate and was the godfather to one of his sons. According to the complaint, Alex's insurance company agreed to a partial settlement of the claims associated with Gloria Satterfield's death of $505,000 to her son, but the sons claim they never received their money. While the civil suit continues, police announced they would investigate Satterfield's death for any criminal liability. It was announced in June 2022 that investigators would exhume Satterfield's body. Her family agreed to the exhumation. Good. Did they actually do it? Uh, all that it said after that was that it would take weeks, if not months, and nothing else was said. He said, sue me. He sued himself. Because he knew good and well they weren't going to get anything. They set him up with that dude so that they wouldn't get anything. Exactly. Like, 
How shitty of a person do you have to be? Listen, I deal with opioids every day at work. So the 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 addiction no. I I'm not on that part. Absolutely not. I refuse. No. Don't sit there and tell me that you're going to blame it all on your opioid addiction. No. No. You knew good and well what you were doing. Good try. Anyway, moving on. Megan's face is killing me. (laughs) It's frustrating. (laughs) What? You're just looking at her like... I was looking at that poll. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I get it. People, I get it. People struggle with that every day, and I'm not discounting people who do struggle with it because it is hard and it's difficult, and it's very hard to stop. No, but it was t- because of the damage you've done. But it was never mentioned until this because he's trying to use it to get yes less charges. Yes. Yeah. Alex Murdaugh appears in court on September sixteenth, two thousand twenty-one. During the hearing, Alex's attorney acknowledged to the judge that Alex has fallen from grace, but argued that before any of that falling happened, his wife and son were brutally murdered, and that has, and that has had an extraordinary effect on him. His attorney also said, we'd ask you to allow him to go and help heal himself. The judge stated that she did not believe Alex was a threat to the community and issued him a $20,000 bond, $10,000 for insurance fraud, $5,000 for conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and $5,000 for filing a false police report. Alex surrendered his passport to authorities and was released back into rehab. When was that? Uh, September 16th, 2021. Not a danger to society. My ass. Okay. Anyway, this whole thing's gonna piss me off. I can already tell you. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> Megan's wheels are turning. I can see it in her eyes. <laughs> Jim Griffin revealed in an interview with Fox Carolina News that the once prominent attorney had long been considered a person of interest in his wife and son's murders. Griffin insisted that his client was visiting his mother, who has dementia, at the time of the murders and that he had no motive to kill them. Griffin said, Sled has said from the get-go that Alex was a person of interest. Griffin also stated, You would think that if Alex was the one who did it, that Sled would have been able to establish that pretty easily that night. You would think they would have searched his house and found blood somewhere. You would think they would have found the murder weapons on the property. You would think they would come up with something to link Alex to the murders, forensically or independent evidence. To my knowledge, they have not done that. They didn't, though. Pause. But in a series, in the series on Netflix, they literally state that the weapons that were used to kill the wife and son, the Murdaws owned. They owned them, but they couldn't find them. And they don't know that they owned the exact ones. They allegedly could not find them. Allegedly. Keyword. Allegedly. In my opinion, you you haven't really gotten to this part yet. You're there. Mm-hmm. But I think if you keep reading it, but I might forget. Um, <laughs> the fact that he, as soon as the cop got there, the first thing he said, maybe not these exact words, but the first thing he said was, well, my son was in a boat wreck yep. a couple years ago, and he's been getting a lot of threats over the last yep. couple years, that and that's that's who did said. it. You immediately try to Pin it make, your, make yourself not look bad. Yep. And make someone else look bad. That was and, key. Yeah, and isn't he the one who tried to pin it on Connor? 
Mm. And not his own son? Yes. yes. Again, we're trying he tried to, to say that he was yeah. the one driving. No. Mm-mm. I, mm-mm. I'd look at this man down there and be like, who are you trying to fool over here? Because it ain't me. I love how that boat, and I don't know what they call themselves, analyte analyst i don't know he came and he was like no nah, this is the position of everybody because you yeah. could tell by their their wounds mm-hmm. there was no way connor could have been driving the yeah no way. yeah because his dna um was all over the part that broke on the side of the boat because mm-hmm. where his yeah. body went if he was driving couldn't have i wanted mm-hmm. to include the boat in this but i it wasn't in this article and i already have 10 pages and i didn't want to look up something oh, else <laughs> Well, we can cover you on the boat. Okay. Authorities announced that Alex was arrested again on October 14th, 2021, and charged with misappropriating insurance settlement funds in the wrongful death suit that followed the alleged trip and fall death of his longtime housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield. The same day as Alex's second arrest, Curtis Smith, the man accused of assisting with his suicide scheme, claimed that Alex was never actually struck by a bullet. Smith went on today to say that he didn't shoot Alex on Labor Day weekend. He claimed that when he got there, Alex was holding a gun. Alex said, you gonna shoot me? I said, no. Smith said, he said, he said, well, you've got to do it. And he made his move like this, and I just grabbed his arm. I shoved the gun up behind him between me and him, and it went off. Smith then said he was a thousand percent sure that the bullet did not hit either of them. Alex released medical records in response to Smith's claims that show that he was shot in the back of the head, but just peripherally. Yeah, that. Peripherally. I can't even say it, though. (laughs) He he got a bullet scrape. Peripheral. He was shot in the peripheral. Yes. Let's say it that way. (laughs) A grand jury issued five indictment indictment charges. (sighs) Golly. Indictment charging Alex with 27 counts of financial misconduct. Misconduct. Good Lord, you guys. I can't talk. On November 18th, 2021, the November indictments alleged that Alex stole money from his clients, other lawyers, and the family of his late housekeeper. On December 9th, 2021, one day before the judge decided whether to set bond on the charges, the grand jury issued seven more indictments accusing him of financial crimes adding up to 21 counts did they ever say if they were going to give that money back to gloria's family they should no they have the funds to do so yeah i didn't ever say the law firm should it's not their fault but the law firm yeah i agree it's not all of their fault some of them were involved i can be yeah had to be His 48 charges at the time included forgery, money laundering, computer crimes, breach of trust with fraudulent intent, and obtaining signature or property by false pretenses. The South Carolina (laughs) Attorney South Carolina Attorney General. I was like, did she just say that? (laughs) Lord. South Carolina. (laughs) Said that Alex had stolen more than 6.2 million from his alleged victims. Jesus. You better tell me that that judge did not give him a bond. A South Carolina state grand jury issued no. four indictments consi- consisting of 23 new charges against Alex on January 21st, 2022. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson announced these those indictments charged those indictments charged him with 19 counts of breach of trust with fraudulent intent and four counts of computer crimes. 
In February 2022, Moselle, the Myrdal estate where the double homicide took place, was put up for sale for $3.9 million. Anybody buying that? Well, it had a lot of acres. At seventeen seventy. You can literally tear down that house and the dog kennels, and you could you could build a house on another section. Oh yeah. I'd probably buy it if I had the money and if I lived there. <laughs> on June <coughs> June twenty ninth, two thousand. Bro, you I'm good? Over here. <laughs> Barbie needs to sneeze, but it like won't. I'm getting worse over here. I got you if you need to hot? sneeze. <coughs> I don't know. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh. It's alright, keep going. Okay. Stuffy. Alex was indicted again in connection with an alleged eight-year money laundering and painkiller ring with the former client who is accused of trying to help him commit suicide in June 2022. What, shouldn't that be 2021? Is that Afro? By that point, he faced 81 total charges. On July 14, 2022, a grand jury in Calton County, South Carolina, indicted Alex in connection with the 2021 murders of his wife and son. Alex was charged with two counts of murder and two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. After the charges were handed down, Alex's lawyers maintained their client's innocence in a statement to people stating... Alex wants his family, fr family, friends, and everyone to know that he did not have anything to do with the murders of Maggie and Paul. He loved them more than anything in the world. It was very clear from day one that law enforcement and the attorney general premature, prematurely concluded that Alex was responsible for the murder of his wife and son. <laughs> Keep that reading. face, though. Keep reading. All right. The next day, July 15th, a law enforcement source close to the investigation told people that on the night of the murders, Alex reached out to Maggie asking her to meet him at the family's 1,770-acre estate. According to the source, Alex and Maggie... Alex told Maggie that his 81-year-old father was in failing health and that she needed to see him before he died. According to several sources, Maggie and Alex had hit a rough patch in their marriage. She was staying at the family's beach house on Edisto, is that right? Mm. Edisto Island, approximately an hour from the family's estate. The law enforcement source told people that Maggie initially declined to meet Alex at the family home, suggesting that they meet at the hospital instead. Ultimately, she consented to meet at the property, planning to follow Alex to the hospital in her own vehicle. Maggie messaged a friend on her way to the house saying that something about her husband's behavior felt fishy. Maggie's message read, he's up to something. Yeah, not, you about to die. Not long after that, Maggie and Paul were murdered. Listen, no wonder they were having issues in their marriage. Your husband's a murderer. I had never heard that until I read Me this neither. article. And that... I'm not trying to make her a saint because I'm sure she knew all about the money. But she did say that she didn't... At one point, before she died, the the whole money thing was brought up. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I was wondering why his behaviors were like they were. I was wondering why there were things that were going unpaid. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she, she could have been innocent. And a lot of people want to say she's the one that killed the housekeeper. But I really I never thought she did. I think he's tied up loose ends. I want to say it was her or Buster. I don't think it well, was. Well, I mean, I don't trust Buster either. I don't trust the whole family. Yeah, yeah. none of them. 
Um, Alex's trial began 17 months after Maggie and Paul's murder on January 23rd, 2023. Hey. Huh? This year. We're in 23. The jurors were shown a slew of evidence, including a Snapchat video that Paul sent to several friends on the night of his and his mother's death, as revealed in court documents. Oh, that was a comma. Sorry. (laughs) The videos were described as crucial to the case. Critical to the case. Either way, sounds good. By Senior Assistant Deputy Attorney General Creighton Waters. Waters asked the court to require a representative from Snapchat to testify at the trial. Days before the beginning of the trial, Alex's defense team petitioned the court to prevent prosecutors from using any blood stain pattern analysis from expert Tom Bevel regarding splatter found on Alex's shirt the night of the murders. Huh. My throat's dry, sorry. That's funny. Because isn't there a 911 call where they're like, she's like, don't touch the bodies. He's like, I've already, ha- I've already done that to make sure they weren't breathing. Or to check for her breathing. He yes. said that, but there was no blood on his shirt. While he was on the phone with 911, he didn't go change. He changed before he called 911. Huh. Interesting. Never heard that part. That he changed before. Yeah, I've never heard yeah, that either. Yeah, they found that clothes in his house. With blood on them? I thought they never checked his. That's I thought they never checked his house. That he offered it and they didn't. Yeah, there was sled investigators at the trial that said they went in the house and looked. But not of. Yeah. And you're telling. They were there till like seven o'clock, ten o'clock the next morning, maybe. You're telling me that you found a shirt with splatter, and you're gonna sit there and tell me. Well, that's. That he didn't do it. I never got the full hear on that, but some people were saying that, and others were like, well, there's no evidence. I've so never I'm, heard there was anything. i got to listen more to that. And I've listened to almost all of the trial. <clears throat> I swear I heard somebody say something about blood splatter. Well, I could have pulled a Katie in those. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't hey. hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure. That's hey, what Excuse okay. me, I could have pulled a Mikey. On January 25th, 2023, opening statements began, during which Prosecutor Creighton Waters revealed cell phone evidence would be key in the trial. He went on to explain that Paul had taken a cell phone video near the dog kennels on the ranch at 8.44 and 55 seconds p.m. on the night of June 7th, 2021. The video features the voice of the voices of Paul, Maggie, and Alex. The prosecution said that three minutes later, at approximately 8.49 p.m., Alex killed his wife and son, called his wife's phone to create an alibi. Alex had initially denied being near the dog kennels on the night of the murders. Alex's defense defense team claims that the timeline provided by the prosecution is false. We still good on time? Yeah. We're good. Okay. Maggie received a text from Alex at 9.47 p.m. on June 7, 2021 that read, Call me, babe. At approximately 9.06 p.m., after prosecutors believed she was dead, his, her cell phone camera was briefly activated. Brett Dove, or is it Brett Dove? I did a typo. Something Dove. An employee of the Computer Crimes Unit for the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division said it appears the phone's been moved, been yeah, being moved, and the camera's activating in the background to see if it would recognize somebody's face that would unlock it. 
The jury learned on February 2nd that Alex wore two different shirts the nights of the murders. Listen, you know that was a bad marriage. He didn't even have the passcode. Uh-huh. <laughs> and first off, if you're having marital issues, you're not going to say, call me, babe. Ever. Not a <laughs> shot. <laughs> not a shot in hell. <laughs> I don't even say that. Should we cut to a new episode? How much more do you have? Oh, we still got to talk. Oh, my God. Just two. Front and back. You good? I can't fit that in five minutes. You good? And us give our opinions. You good? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The jury learned on February 2nd that Alex wore two different shirts the nights of the murders. One before and one after. Don't agree. The evidence was revealed. I don't know. I'm just on there because she wanted opinions. I don't really mean it. The evidence was revealed in the Snapchat video where Alex is wearing a blue polo shirt and khakis and in police footage from later that night where he is wearing a white t-shirt and shorts. Uh, How can you sit there and tell me you weren't there, but there's videos of you there? Yeah, he didn't think that. Is he stupid? He didn't think the video would come out. Is he dumb? Is he dumb? He don't know Snapchat. (laughs) If that friend wouldn't have came forward, you know, Mm -hmm. he'd be at home right now. Yep. Which is scary. The car- who else he gonna kill? He killed everybody in his family. Oh, he still got some family. They didn't do anything. What the, the hell did they do? Neither did the other ones. Really. What does wife do besides love him? She probably found out. Don't she? She knew. That's true. She uh, was there when. when I'm he sure was she trying knew. To cover up for Paul. I'm sure she knew. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. for... They were all covering that up. Yeah, so I think it goes way back. And I think think it could possibly be that she, like, she... She found out about everything and she was leaving. That, or she could finally be like, that was wrong. Turning him in. And start having a guilty conscience for what they did. After everything that that he had done to protect all of his kids from murders, from assaults, all of that, she was finally like, yo... No, this is bad. I'm out. She should have done that in the first place, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but so maybe she started having a guilty Katie, conscience. Casey, I get it. I would have lived with that money too, but uh. Nah. <laughs> I don't bitch. want your dirty money. Bye, mm. bitch. I don't need your money. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. The caregiver of Alex's elderly mother... This is February 6th, by the way. The caregiver of Alex's elderly mother, Michelle Shelley Smith, testified tearfully that Alex arrived for a brief visit the night of the murders. Smith said he was carrying a blue tarp under his arm and acting fidgety. Have you not heard this? No. This is funny. Smith also testified that Alex's visit lasted about 15 to 20 minutes, though he insisted he stayed longer. Smith said Alex attempted to explain the encounter's timeline to her, his estimation of the visit being 30 to 40 minutes. The prosecution said that Alex visit to his mother that Alex visited his mother to create an alibi. If his visit to his mother's home only lasted 15 to 20 minutes, as Smith testified, prosecutors say he would have had time to commit the murders. Just saying. Okay. 
Early in the afternoon on February 8th, Judge Clifton Newman addressed his Colton County courtroom saying, We have to evacuate the building at this time. We'll be in recess until we discover what's going on. Officials later confirmed that the courthouse had received a bomb threat. Good. Just random. Well, not really good. Just some like, random, well, random info there. Probably because it was like a civilian who doesn't like Alex. I think it was Buster. You think? What? I think you Buster think called son? in the bomb threat to push the trial back. A couple of days. It was just one day, but still. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's I think it was that's just... Because yeah, where the hell is he in all this? He's sitting, sitting in the courtroom. There, yeah, watching. Yeah. With what seemed to be a girlfriend. He flipped off somebody that was on the stand at one point. Like, discreetly, but yeah, he did. I saw a picture today. Well, you killed somebody, too. I don't know why you think you in good graces. Who do you think he killed? That kid. No, he, he didn't. didn't. He was dating him. He didn't kill him. He His dad hired his dad somebody to kill him. Oh. Oh. I don't think he killed them because they were lovers. Allegedly. Well, then, then. Allegedly. Hold on, y'all. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be right I'm back. I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Sorry, I'm long-winded. Oh.